Welcome to the Akeen Mind Podcast. This is episode number three, and my name is Jude Johnson, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as a mindfulness meditation teacher. And in these podcasts, I'm exploring ways to reduce stress with mindfulness as well as meditation. And I wanted to start this session out by uh, sharing a little story. Um, My five-year-old son, Henry, Um, is in preschool right now, and he's getting ready to transition into kindergarten. And I just picked him up the other day, and when I saw him, I said, How are you doing? It's great to see you. And he said, Well, I'm happy and kind of sad. I said, Well, what are you happy about? He said, Well, we're having a milkshake party tomorrow with my teacher and all my friends at school, and I'm really excited about that. I said, well, that sounds like fun. What are you sad about? He said, well, I'm really sad that I'm going to miss all of my friends from preschool. and I'm going to miss my teachers. I had so much fun with them, and I really don't want to go to this new school. I, I just don't think kindergarten is really going to be all that much fun. So we talked about it for a little while, but that kind of quickly went beyond, and we drove home, and he went up into his room and started playing, and A little while later, I started to work on dinner, and I went upstairs to let him know that it was ready. And uh, I said, it's time to eat. He said, what are we having for dinner? I said, well, we're having blueberries, we're having cucumbers, and we're having some salmon. He was like, oh, I hate salmon. I don't want salmon. I was like, I understand, but you know, you've eaten it before and liked it, so that's what's for dinner. He said, well, I'm not going to eat salmon. I said, okay, well, why don't you come down and just work on your blueberries, maybe eat a couple of cucumbers. I said, you don't have to eat your salmon, but if you don't eat it, you know that we're not going to have a treat afterwards. And he just continued to say that he didn't want it and he wasn't going to eat it. So I just tried to stay fairly level with him, letting him know I expected him to come down. And eventually he came down begrudgingly and kind of had a little angry face. And at this time I'm kind of thinking, you know, He really does like salmon, so I don't know what the big deal is. Um, And then it hit me what he was telling me when I picked him up from school is that he was kind of feeling sad. So I thought, well, maybe there's something going on here. So I had that in the back of my mind. And as he's sitting at the dinner table, he's just kind of escalating, kind of starting to bicker with his brother a little bit. And finally I said, listen, You're either going to eat here, or you can either eat at this other table over here away from your brother, or you can go to timeout, because this behavior is not really acceptable right now. So he um, appeared to, in my mind, start to be cooperative. So I turned around and started to do some more things in the kitchen to take care of some of the dishes, and I turned around, and he was gone. And so I walked into uh, you know the stairway, and there he was with tears just coming down his face. And I was like, oh, buddy, come here, what's wrong? And so I picked him up, and he was just sobbing, telling me how much he loves his school and all his friends and how much he's going to miss them. And so we just sat on the couch for a little while, and I told him that it was okay to be sad, it was okay to cry and let all this stuff out. And a little while later, after we talked it through, he was able to get right back up to the dinner table and finish everything, and things were good. Now, I'm telling you this story for a couple of reasons. One 
is that this was a win for me. <laughs> and I, if you're a parent, you know <laughs> that we don't always have wins with our kids, and it can be very difficult and challenging to respond appropriately to them when they're going through their struggles and difficulties, because a lot of times what they respond with is uh, anger or frustration um, that doesn't seem to make sense at the moment. I'm like, I'm just asking you to eat dinner. Um, so I really am sharing the story because it was one of the wins and I do have many struggles and sometimes I don't respond appropriately, but I know that if I'm practicing mindfulness and I'm able to slow down, that I can really provide some important empathy in a time of difficulty. So if you are a parent, I encourage you to try to meet your kids right where they're at and provide some empathy to them because what that is going to do for them in the long run is going to teach them how to regulate their emotions better because we're providing the space and room for them to be able to really express what needs to be expressed. And if we shut them down, if we dismiss their emotions and we act like they're not really important, then the tendency is that those feelings are going to come out in other unhealthy ways. We don't really want them to repress them. Um, and it's important for us to provide appropriate boundaries for them too. You know, give them choices between one thing or another thing, but still stick true to what your boundary is. And it's okay to provide consequences, of course, as well, because this is what helps kids feel safe. If we give them too much control and they have too much power, they actually feel unsafe. Kids need us to provide the boundaries to them, but they also really need us to show up with empathy and compassion for their emotions. They need to understand that it's okay for them to feel how they feel. Now, there's a big difference between feeling angry and being violent, right? In our house, it is absolutely acceptable to be angry, but it is absolutely unacceptable to be violent. So it's just important that we try to teach those boundaries and engage them by letting them have the room and space to express their feelings. Now, I know that this is not so easy to do because we have uh, you know, other things going on. We have other stressors. We have our own emotional difficulties. And so sometimes making the space and room for them to have theirs is a big challenge. And I know that I fail at this a lot, but I did want to share a win with you because I was actually listening to the Bulletproof podcast with Dave Asprey the other day, and he was interviewing um, a, a researcher um, on psychiatry, psychology. I, I can't remember exactly his background. I'm going to have to go back and look it up. Um, but what he was saying is the research is clear that if we respond appropriately, only 30% of the time that that is going to have a very positive impact on the development of that child. And he said what appropriate responding was, was having empathy, validating their feelings when they're expressing them and setting clear and consistent boundaries for them. So your kids need you. Um, I have a great friend, Jonathan League. Um, that you can check him out on Facebook, Jonathan League, um, or jonathanleague.com, and he provides a lot of resources to parents who are struggling to find what they need to take care of uh, challenges with their kids. So um, I thought it'd be important to share that about Jonathan, such a good friend of mine, such great, valuable stuff that he provides as well. 
And, you know, how does this relate to people who don't have kids? And what I would say is that it relates in the sense that maybe there are other people in your life that have a tendency to be challenging to you. Maybe it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker or a boss, somebody who might respond or react in a way that really gets underneath your skin. And what I would encourage you to do is to see if you can respond with some level of empathy and compassion for them. That doesn't mean uh, being taken advantage of or, you know, just letting people treat you any kind of way, being overly passive, but seeing if you can allow your tendency to be one of kindness and compassion as you respond to other people. And I'm talking just as much to myself as I'm talking to anyone who might be listening, is that that is challenging, especially when somebody has a negative attitude or a bad attitude to think, you know, maybe there's a battle going on with them that I don't know about. Um, you know, it's easy to assume that somebody who is ill-mannered or rude is being that way because they don't care. And they're just an angry person. And, and, you know, why are they doing this? They're just, you know, fill in the blank about whatever it is that you might say about that person. And to think about, you know, they might have had a major challenge. They might have had a loss. They might be going through something I don't know about. And if I can just have a little kindness towards them, that might open up a different kind of space in this situation. And what would it be like if we responded with compassion to ourselves? in those kinds of situations when maybe we don't even like how we're responding to other people. I know there's been plenty of times where I'm really disappointed in myself and how I'm responding to my kids. I have, you know, a short temper or a bad attitude. Maybe it's because of a lack of sleep or because I'm feeling pressure in other areas of my life. Um, But if I can back up and have a little kindness and compassion, give myself room and space to feel what I feel, then I might be able to actually work through that and respond differently. I love what Carl Rogers says about this. He says that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. So having that kind of attitude towards ourselves is really about practicing mindfulness. So that's one way we can be mindful and conscious in our relationships towards other people, as well as the relationship that we keep with ourselves. So that was really the main part that I wanted to share today on this podcast. And I really hope that if you're listening to this and you have questions that you would reach out to me. Um, ask me a question, and um, I'll do my best on the next episode or further episodes to answer those questions, because that's really where I'm able to teach best is when other people are engaged and they're asking important questions. So I would love to hear your questions, and I will share my answers on this podcast. Um, Also, if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and you are interested in mindfulness meditation, you may want to consider registering for my introductory MBSR, that's Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Orientation. It's going to be September 11th at 6.45 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Elemental Healing Charlotte. And you can learn more, even register by going to akeenmind.com. That's A-K-E-E-N mind, M-I-N-D.com to learn more. And if you have any questions, you can email me at jude at akeenmind.com. So uh, without further ado, what I would like to share with you now is a guided meditation. 
So I appreciate you listening. And as I end the meditation, that will be the end of the podcast. Um, So if, uh, again, you have any questions, feel free to shoot them my way. So if you are uh, sitting, feel free to take a comfortable posture sitting. If you would rather lie during the meditation, you can do that. Although occupational hazard is that, hey, if you lie down, you might fall asleep. But hey, that's okay too. You might actually need the rest. So we're just going to begin. And I'm going to invite you, if you would like, to close the eyes. You can keep them open if you wish. And just to begin to notice your body, sitting here, lying here. Notice the warmth, coolness, tingling, changing sensations. See if you can allow your body to be just as it is. See if you can allow the body to let go of any unnecessary tension or tightness it may be holding, but without forcing or pushing anything away. Perhaps notice gravity act on your body holding you here. And then gently move awareness away from the body to the breath. Just sensing the breath flow in and out. Notice the breath wherever you can detect it most easily. The tip of the nose, the nostrils, back of the throat, the chest, the belly. Remember there's no need to think about breathing. You're just watching it flow in and out, moment to moment. Notice when the mind doesn't want to be with the breath. Where does it go? To a thought, sensation, feeling? Just notice. And then gently, kindly, yet firmly escort your attention back to this breath. Remembering that you can always begin again. Every moment is a new and fresh opportunity to be present. Present with the moment, present with the breath. Or if the attention isn't on the breath, present with whatever is. Making room and space for it all to be as it is, not fighting our experiences, but noticing them. We can acknowledge thoughts, sensations, emotions, whatever's arising and invite ourselves to come back to this moment, to this breath. Just see if you can be aware of the full in-breath and the full out-breath as you're present. Perhaps noticing the coolness of the breath as you breathe in. The warmth of the breath as you breathe out. 
Noticing the rhythm, the flow, all the qualities of breathing. Not trying to breathe in any particular way, but just to notice how the breath is observing it, watching it flow in and out. Now gently moving awareness away from the breath as a primary focus of attention and bringing to mind what's brought you here. What's the reason you're engaging or listening or following along with this meditation? What really matters to you? This is known as intention. Perhaps you have a longing to be happy, peaceful, confident, free. Whatever it is that you are looking for, hoping for, you're invited to whisper it to yourself in your mind, or even say it out loud, may I be, may I feel happy, peaceful, safe, loved, free. If nothing's coming to mind for you, notice it'll, it'll unfold in its own timing. There's no need to force anything or have any judgments if nothing's coming up. Whisper it to yourself one more time. May I be, may I feel, and fill in the blank or blanks. You're invited now to gently move awareness away from these intentions, softly letting them go, and bringing awareness now to the bottoms of the feet, perhaps where the heels are touching the floor, the bed, noticing these points of contact and allowing awareness to spread along the bottoms of the feet, noticing the arches of the feet, the balls of the feet, Noticing the bottoms of the toes. And breath by breath, see if you can allow awareness to go inside the feet, all the way up into the ankle joints. Being aware of both feet in their entirety. Being aware of the tops of the feet, tops of the toes, the sides of the feet, all the way up into the ankle joints. Being curious to what you can sense, what you can feel. Allowing the feet to be just as they are. And settling awareness now in the ankle joints. Breath by breath, inviting awareness upward as you begin to notice the shins, the calf muscles, all the way up into the knee joints. Are you able to detect the distance from the ankle joints all the way up into the knee joints? What can you sense? What are you able to feel here? Just notice, even if the mind is pulled in different directions or you're aware of other parts of the body, you just notice that. 
Now see if you can allow the attention and awareness to settle in the knee joints, being aware of the kneecaps, sides of the knees, backs of the knees, the soft tissue behind the knees, letting them be. Breath by breath, drawing awareness upward as you begin to notice the quadricep muscles, the hamstrings, noticing the inner thighs, outer thighs, being aware of muscle, bone, all the way up into the hip joints, noticing. Just letting the upper legs be, letting the hips be. Breath by breath, allowing awareness to settle in the pelvic region of the body. Just noticing. Areas of elimination, reproduction, letting be. Breath by breath, allowing the attention to settle in the belly. Noticing the belly from the inside. Perhaps noticing how the breath affects the belly. Noticing as it expands as you breathe in and contracts as you breathe out. Letting be. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw awareness upward as you become aware of the rib cage. and all the vital organs behind the rib cage that are protected, taking care of you moment to moment without a conscious thought about it, perhaps having gratitude for all the processes going on to keep you right here, listening, following along, noticing what you can and letting be. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw awareness upward into the chest, sternum. Noticing what you can hear. Perhaps noticing a sense of aliveness at the space of the heart. Sometimes a place where emotion is felt. Just noticing what you can and letting your experiences be just as they are. Letting the chest, letting the heart be. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw attention and awareness up into the shoulders. Really sense and feel the shoulders from the inside out. Perhaps imagining the shoulders be as ice melting to water going from water to gas, becoming even lighter. Letting them be. Breath by breath, allowing the awareness to drop all the way down into the hands. Notice how the hands are resting, 
and just let them be as they are, perhaps adjusting them if you wish, allowing the hands to be open, receptive, seeing if you can really sense and feel the hands from the inside out. Letting be, letting be. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw awareness upward as you become aware of the oval of the face, the skin of the face. See if you can allow the oval of the face to be soft, at ease, letting the skin be at rest. If you wish, unhinging the jaw and allowing the muscles of the jaw to relax. Noticing teeth, gums, staying curious, seeing if it's possible for you to allow the tongue to relax all the way to its base, letting be. Breath by breath, drawing awareness upward to the crown of the head, the top of the head. Sense, feel what you can here. Be curious. See if you can allow the top of the head to be at rest, to be at ease, to be just as it is. Perhaps now noticing the head as a whole resting on the neck. Being aware of how the head is seamlessly connected to the neck, to the shoulders, to the torso, to the arms, all the way down to the hands. Being aware of how the torso meets the hips, the legs, all the way down to the feet. See if you can sense and feel your body as a whole, sitting here, lying here. Perhaps scan through the body and notice if there are any areas where you're holding on, where you might be able to let go, let be, without forcing or trying to make it happen. But just letting the body be as it is as you witness this experience moment to moment, seeing if you can take a step back, drop the harsh voice of judgment, criticism, narrative, see the thoughts, watch the thoughts, but take a step back from them. Watch the body, watch the breath. Be curious about this experience of being awake, aware. Invited now as you breathe in to see if you can imagine the breath entering the toes or the bottoms of the feet and slowly traveling up the legs, up into the pelvic region, all the way up into the belly, the torso, through the arms. Imagine the breath is going all the way to the head and exiting through the crown of the head, 
as you breathe out. So each time you breathe in, I want you to imagine that breath, if possible, is coming in through the toes or the bottoms of the feet and slowly filling up your entire body till it gets to the crown of head and you exhale. If this visualization doesn't work for you, just stay with the feeling and the flow of the breath. But if it does work, continue to imagine the breath coming in through the feet, coming all the way up through the body and exiting through the crown of the head again and again. Where is the mind? Is it with the breath? Is it with the body? Just notice. Invite yourself to come back again and again. I invite you to bring your awareness to listening. So I'm going to share a poem with you. by Sargadatta Maharaj. All you need is already within you, only you must approach yourself with reverence and love. Self-condemnation and self-distrust are grievous errors. Your constant flight from pain and search for pleasure is a sign of the love you bear for yourself. All I plead with you is this, make love of yourself perfect. Deny yourself nothing. Give yourself infinity and eternity and discover that you don't need them. You are beyond. All I ask of you is this. Make love of yourself perfect. Now my invitation to you is either to continue to stay with the meditation, with the breath, with something that feels right to you, or you could begin to start to move the body a little bit, maybe open the eyes. Give yourself the gift of taking your time, not rushing around, and seeing if you can bring this quality of mindfulness into your daily life. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.